When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we get the inside take from actors, artists, and creators on their work, career, and the things they obsess about. I'm your host, Connie Guillermo. Sean Tube has had an impressive acting career, appearing in notable films and TV shows, including The Kite Runner, Homeland, Grimm, and Iron Man. This month, he resumes his role in the spy thriller Tehran as Faraz Kamali, an Iranian Revolutionary Guard officer intent on catching an Israeli computer hacker and Mossad agent named Tamar. Season two of Tehran is now streaming on Apple TV+. Mossad sent me to Tehran on a mission, but then everything went wrong. If you pull this off, we'll help you escape. Can you handle it? I'll see it through. Be careful. Faraz knows Tamar better than anyone in Iran. I trust you to take care of him. Tamar? We're going into the belly of the beast. This operation is not to be compromised. You might not get out of there alive. Tehran doesn't really make either country the good or the bad guy, which explains its appeal in both Israel and Tube's home country of Iran, he tells me. We talked about his complicated character, about his role as the man who inspires Tony Stark in the original Iron Man, and about how he ad-libbed his scene as a store clerk in Bad Boys with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. His twist on a profanity turned him into a meme before we even knew what memes were. Thank you, Sean Tube, for taking some time to talk to us. I'm really um, excited to talk to you because I'm a longtime watcher of your work. I can't, I was looking back over your um, credits and it's incredible the amount of work you've done in both television and movies. And so thank you for taking the time to talk to us. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. So I'm going to start with a project that you're working on right now for Apple TV uh, Plus, which is Tehran, which is a, I think these are your words, fast paced espionage thriller about a Mossad agent from Israel who infiltrates Tehran, where you are an Ira Iranian Revolutionary Guard officer intent on capturing her. That's a very superficial description of what the show is. So I'd like to start by asking you, what is the what is Tehran about? How do you describe the show? Well, you know, uh, Tehran is uh, incredible. I, I think it's incredible. Uh, fantastic series now and it's uh, you know it's espionage it's uh, it has as far as I'm, I I see it uh, you know Faraz is a intelligent officer and he has had issues uh, as you saw the first season and he got shot so he was he he's not in his best uh, uh, you know he's physically is not the best and also uh, mentally is not the best as well. 
and th there are so many facets about the Tehran. Uh, and uh, as you know, the, you know, there's a Mossad agent that came uh, to uh, Tehran, and I am the one who uh, looking for her because I wanted to make sure uh, that the, nothing goes or no, nothing goes wrong. You play a very um, complicated and complex character. And I will say I've seen season one and I was fortunate to see the first two episodes of season two. And the first question I want to ask you about your character for us, is he a good guy or a bad guy? I always want to see uh, Faraz in a different light because uh, as, as an actor, you know, I, I don't want I don't want Faraz to be a run of the mill, you know, character. And uh, that's why I wanted I want Faraz to be more than that. So, uh, yeah, Faraz is 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 complicated. He's very complicated and uh, he loves he loves his wife for sure. But but also he loves the country and he loves uh, his work and and uh, therefore um, uh, as you saw the first or first and second episodes uh, you you saw him in a in a very bad shape and and now uh, Mohammadi has asked to for him to come back because he's a intelligent uh, He's an intelligent officer, but he's he's very smart. We're not going to give too many spoilers away here because the show is evolving. And I honestly have to say, it's one of these shows that I watch and I get really nervous because it puts you on the edge of your seat. Things go left, right, sideways, upside down, even within five minutes of watching the show. So, so you can never, you're never sitting there just complacently chewing popcorn and watching it. You can't do it. There's a lot of tension exactly. behind what's happening. Which is why I wanted to ask you if you thought he was a, a good guy or a bad guy, because I think, um, you know, the show has the title Tehran. Here in America, we have a certain view of the, the country, the regime, the government there. And so the, the default expectation was that, OK, well, he's obviously the bad guy and the Mossad agent is the good guy. But then when you watch it and again, I, I don't think I'm giving away a spoiler here. It's not that clear cut. I, I think the lines between good and bad who's good, who's bad, who's right, who's wrong, is extremely messy. That's exactly what it is, because uh, I, I think that's why people are watching the, the series, and that's why they are uh, intrigued by it, because uh, the, the Tehran is a, is, is a very complicated characters. You know, all the, all the characters are, are not good and are not bad. You know, the, and, and I think as humans, you know, we, 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 we hope to be good, but sometimes uh, we are not so good. So, so it, that, that, that's why I think that the, the, the Tehran people are really intrigued by it and they want to see what, what happens with the characters. And at the end of the day, you see that uh, people are just people. I, I think it's also interesting that the the Mossad agent that you are intent on capturing, um, her family has connections to Tehran and something tragically happens with her aunt and uncle. And I don't know if people understand that um, 
that that there are actually ties that bring this country together. I think there's a focus on what you know the what brings them apart, but that adds another layer of complexity to the situation. You know, it's amazing that I I've had so many so many uh, messages from Iran, and and these are not the people that I know. And, and at, at the, you know, in the beginning, I thought, oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm Iranian at the same, you know, I'm sure I'm an American, uh, you know, Iranian. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen with the, with the people and what they're going to say about me. And, and then I, when I, that's when, when I start reading the scripts, I realized that, that there is more to it than that. And that's why now people in Iran, they are loving the series and they are so into it now, and which is incredible. And also, the, you know, the Israelis are loving the series. So and when you see, when you see that, the, you know, the people, then you realize that just people are just people, you know, and we, we make, we make so much of it. And, uh, and it's, it's unfortunate, really. And maybe, maybe uh, Tehran uh, does something for 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 the uh, the two countries to be able to uh, you know to see us in a in a different way. The name of uh, this uh, podcast is "I'm So Obsessed." So, Sean Tube, what are you obsessed with? Right now, I'm uh, um, I'm obsessed with Tehran. Because I want to see, I want to see what what uh, the audience uh, they they enjoy. Then we we'll, we will see what happens with Tehran. I can't tell you anything about what what's happened with my character <laughs> because in this in this in this industry you never know. You you don't know if you're gonna lie. You know you're gonna be uh, be, be dead or you're gonna survive. So we'll see. So we'll see what happens with uh, Faraz. You um, you were born in Tehran, and and if the internet is to be believed, you lived there uh, yeah. while you were a young boy. I think I know I know that you've lived all over the world and studied all over the world. Uh, the show is obviously obviously not filmed there, but I'm curious. I don't know the last time you were there. Uh, I know the the show has very high production values, and I've seen you and your co-stars quoted has saying that the set has done a good job of turning Athens where some of the scenes are filmed into Tehran and making it feel like Tehran. What, what does that mean? What does it what does it feel? What does it mean to be Tehran? How do you describe that as a place? I haven't been there for about, you know, maybe about 25 years, I think. You know, when I was a child, you know, Iran was different and I really missed that. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the government has not done the job and uh, it's really uh, unfortunate because uh, I, see, I, I see a lot of messages for, from Iran and, and uh, everybody is unhappy. And we used to, we used to be a very, uh, it, Iran used to be a very uh, happy country. And, uh, and it's, it's really unfortunate. But I got to tell you, these people, um, you know, they have done an incredible job with uh, making Athens like Iran. And that's why a lot, I get, a, I get a lot of messages from Iran that, that 
how did you guys do this? That it, it looks like Iran. It looks like Tehran. Well, I was going to say, I, I've been to Athens, but I've never been to Tehran. Yeah. And uh, it's a very urban place uh, that, from what I see of how you're presenting Tehran. People yeah. drive fancy cars. There's outdoor markets. There are gyms. And you're, you're shooting it in another city, but you've yeah. made it feel like Tehran. So what is it? What what is it that makes it like New York to me is people twenty four seven. Yes, yes, right. Los Angeles is people beautiful people in shorts roller skating down the beach, right? So, what is Tehran to you? Uh, you know, Tehran is is, is a big city, in, incredible buildings and architecture, and does it does it look like Athens? Not at all, not at all, because Tehran doesn't look like Athens at all. But that's why they are so good at it. And they're so amazing that they are able to, uh, sure, there's some CGI and everything, but we have been able to find locations. And, uh, you know, we are not in a studio in Athens. It's all location. So amazing that they have been able to, to have the, at least have the feel of Tehran. I've heard you say that you've wanted to be a, an actor since you were five. And I'm curious, what did you watch or what was the experiences that you grew up seeing that convinced you that this was something that you wanted to do? You know, uh, I was, funny enough, uh, this, is, this is interesting that all my uh, friends, you know, from childhood, they always thought that I am, I'm going to do something, in, you know, in comedy. And I was, I, yeah, I was always, uh, I was always the one who was cracking jokes. And uh, I, I, it's, a, it's amazing that I'm now a, 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 a very bona, bona fide, you know, serious actor. But, but I have done, I, I, you know, I started my uh, career with, uh, uh, with, with comedy. I did so many the different uh, sitcoms, you know, like Seinfeld, Just Shoot Me, this, that, I did, you know, and they always knew me as a comedic actor, you know, and, uh, and what happened all of a sudden, uh, I think Crash just changed everything because all of a sudden they look at me as a, as a, a serious actor. Crash, The Kite Runner, Grim, Homeland. Not comedian. You play. You play yeah. a lot of villains in those roles. If, yeah. And uh, so that's surprising to me. Um, yeah, but you know that I, for example, uh, I used to do have a lot of uh, comedy. For example, you know, Bad Boys. You know, uh -huh. um, there was there's a Bad Boys on on scene that everybody still talk talk about it because they always ask me about, about Bad Boys, because that that scene actually um, I actually wrote that scene. I'm Wait, not, you now you have to tell us what is the scene so that people listening can go and find it. Uh, it, it it's the first Bad Boys, and uh, it's uh, people know me as Mother because I. <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, so there was a, there was a scene, uh, and I was you know I, I came on on, on the set uh, on on in, it was L.A. actually, and uh, make a long story short, the uh, producer came to my trailer, 
and he said, you know, Sean, we we needed we needed this uh, this and it, something comedy. Uh, so are you are you are you okay with that? I said, well, that you know, it's not that funny. So, and he goes, what do you mean? I go, well, I think I can do better than that. So he goes, if you're gonna rewrite this, you better be funny. So we went on the set, and then it was uh, Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith was there, and uh, I, I looked, you know, I looked very serious. There was, there was there was something that I said in the beginning. I said, you know, uh, hey, how much is that? Fourteen twenty-five. Damn, uh, you know what? I must have left my wallet somewhere. Freeze, mother bitch! Don't you move. I'm not understanding. I, I really don't. Shut up! I mean, do you just attract violence? Yeah. Take it easy. Hey. All right. We are police officers. We're not police officers. I'm what? not stupid. I know. What, 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 I know. what are you? I've seen police. I'm going to reach for my badge, okay? Badges? You want badges, mother bitch? I give you badges. Here, 99 cents each. Uh -huh. I sell you some. So all of a sudden, this thing became a huge thing. So so they, they they loved it i will make sure for our readers to go and find that scene and include it in a link to the story when we post this interview you, you will enjoy it you will enjoy it yeah i i changed it completely so but but people loved it um you also had a role in iron man at, at the very beginning of the first one and it's actually in a very important role because it's i think the scene that sets up tony stark from becoming basically an arms dealer to becoming a marvel superhero so what was it like uh for you working on a on a marvel superhero big action movie what was that like it was incredible you know because this was the first marvel movie i mean if didn't work none of this of the 22 different films would have happened i think but um Jensen was an incredible character, and and uh, you know John Favreau always says that he goes, you know, uh, we made a big mistake of killing Jensen, and everybody says that still, you know, that we this this character should have should have lived for a long time, but it was it was an incredible journey, and it was amazing to to work with um, Robert when we got into the set, we would improvise at times. You know, we were improvise with Robert sometimes. Yes, there was, a, there was a script and everything, but we always change it up. And uh, yeah, so now Jensen is a, is a huge, huge uh, character. So, um, and I miss it. I wish I wish you'd have stayed there. I have to say, I wish you had also survived because uh... You're talking about your acting with Robert Downey Jr. Again, this is at the beginning of Iron Man, and it sets the tone for his transformation from a very self-centered, which, I mean, he's still self-centered, but self-centered, self-absorbed, but an arms dealer to someone who understands that there is right and there is wrong. And you put him on that path. When you were filming it out of curiosity, did you think it was going to be a, a hit? You know, you always hope for. We, we never, we never did, did we think that it's going to be such a huge, huge, huge hit. I mean, you always hope for it, but you, but it was. Uh, uh, I remember when I uh, went to the premiere, and then when we saw it, we were, we were enamored. We were like, oh my god, this is so good. 
This is actually amazing. Okay, so CNET is a tech site, so I have to ask you just a few quick questions. What is your favorite piece of technology? My God, technology is killing me. <laughs> technology is right there, right there my phone. <laughs> That's my technology. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing what has happened. But uh, yeah, social media, what can I say? Wait, what can you say? Fan or not fan? <laughs> Sometimes I hate it. Sometimes I I need it. Sometimes I love it. Well, I have to say, I saw you in a little clip uh, watching yourself on a billboard in Times Square. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, thank God, for, thank God for that. You know, the the billboard was was amazing. Uh, you know, you are in uh, Times Square uh, on on a huge billboard and. Uh, and uh, it was it was fantastic. It was fantastic. And I, I will just tell listeners, you were like every person who is you're standing on the street and you go, hey, that's me on the billboard. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So it was a yeah. joyful, a joyful moment. So I just thought I would, uh, I would tell you that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't take it uh, so so uh, seriously. So but I, it's it's a, it's a it's a pleasure. And, I, and I'm blessed that I've had. I've had, you know, 35 years of uh, uh, amazing moments. If you could have any piece of technology invented for you, what would you like to have? I, 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 I'm hoping by the, uh, before I die, <laughs> I, I have one of those packs, you know, that- A jet pack. It, it, yeah. And, and I know it's out there, but I, 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 since I was a child, I always dream. I still dream about flying. For some reason, I, I feel like I, I always want to want to fly. And well, uh, well, that's interesting because isn't that what you helped Tony Stark do? Create a flying suit. That yeah, exactly. Is that is that funny that 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 actually happened? And I've had this this dream since I was uh, I don't know five. And I always didn't think about it. And then when I got Iron Man, I was like, oh my God, I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. well, we'll put out the call to Silicon Valley that you want a jetpack. They exist, but I don't think that they're uh, for everyday use quite yet. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would love, I would love to at least experience it. I would love that. I hope that you do get a chance to try a flying jetpack. There's a guy in LA who keeps... Uh, interfering with air traffic there because he's built his own and goes up 30 or 20,000 feet and, you know, messes around in airspace. But uh, that's amazing, though. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, but he's, uh, I don't know. It's a little scary. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want the jetpack. I think I want the personal helicopter, you know, the the one that you're just sitting in by yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. But actually, I actually um, uh, a friend of mine, Bob Yori. You know, we uh, on Thursdays we uh, he has a helicopter, so we go to Catalina and stuff like that all the time. And but uh, I uh, yeah, but I want I want my own. <laughs> do you wait? Do you fly a helicopter too, or are you just a passenger? No, no, I'm a passenger. Yeah, he he's the captain. He's uh, yeah. I, well, I, mean, I sometimes, you know. Fiddle on, you know. I try to see what what I can do, but no, it's no. it's really scary. I, I mean, it's not scary. It doesn't scare. No, uh, thank God, nothing really scares me. 
but it's 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 really fun to um, be the driver. <laughs> so, well, yeah. you ha you have to have the confidence to want to do it, but uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I will remind everyone that Tehran is now streaming season two on Apple TV Plus. Uh, Shantub, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us. I really appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you to Sean too for talking to me and thank you for listening. I'm So Obsessed was created by our executive producer, Danielle Ramirez. Our editor and lead producer is Sophia Fox Sowell and this episode was produced by Rebecca Fleener. Please take a moment and subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app and follow the show on Twitter at I'm So Obsessed Pod. Until next time, take care. <laughs>